Welcome to The Other Side of 40. My name is April Grant, and I'm here to help women make positive changes with their lives after the age of 40. Let The Other Side of 40 become your community to find inspiration and support to start the next chapter of your life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Other Side of 40. Today, we have Adalia Aborashade who is an international educator, travel coach, and personal finance counselor. In 2016, she moved to Honduras with her 15-year-old daughter and her furry BFF. Adalia works to empower women of color to live life on their terms by demystifying money, travel, and everything in between. So welcome, 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 welcome. Um, Thank you. I'm going to start with the standard question I asked. Did you have an awakening moment? And if you did, tell us about it. Um, yeah, I did. But it, I think it kind of grew to an awakening moment. I think it started, I started asking questions of myself and looking at my life and questioning the things I did probably about 10 years ago. Uh, when I was around 35, um, I, I joke and say going natural caused me to get a divorce, uh, because when I went natural, that just kind of started this chain reaction of, well, if I'm questioning what I'm putting in my hair, well, what about the food I'm eating and what about Mm. this and what about that? And then that eventually grows until, you know, you look around at this relationship you're in and how you're being treated. And you're like, is this the life that I want? Is, is, is this it? And so I think the, the big moment of where I was just like, okay, something has to change here probably came uh january 2014 end of 2013 um i don't know that it was i was even conscious of it at the time but i have the memory of sending my best friend uh, a link to an article i found about all of the f's i refused to give in 2014 and i was like this is my energy right here (laughs) And um, within the next year, I was divorced. A year after that, I had moved to Honduras. Wow. That's two major transitions pretty quickly. So tell us what about uh, the marriage that made you want to stop being in it? Um, it was... <laughs> when you get married and you're 19, you think you know everything. And Ah, then 20 mm -hmm. years later, you figure out you don't know anything. Um, There were a lot of problems in the marriage Mm -hmm. and I, it lasted as long as it did. I will completely take credit for that and say, I carried that bad boy on my back and at a great personal cost to myself. And that cost was taking its toll. And it was like, either I lose myself completely here, or this is going to have to come to an end. And so, um, yeah, the opportunity presented itself. Uh, (laughs) 
where he was like, you know, because this, I have to say, I was married to a narcissist. I didn't understand this at the time. I understand this now. And he would play these games. And, you know, one of these mind games was like, oh, we're going to break up. But that's when I was supposed to apologize for my failings and then try and make it better. Gotcha. And this time he pulled that and I was like, okay. We're going to break up then. Cool. We'll break (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then after that I was out. Oh wow. Okay. All right. It seemed like by that by the time it came to an end, you were done. There was no question about it. Oh yeah. Good. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what took you from I'm assuming the US to Honduras? Mm-hmm. Um I had always wanted to live abroad. I'd always traveled. Um, I'd worked as a geography teacher. I'd always had an interest in other cultures, that sort of thing. And um, that was, you know, getting married so young, you push a lot of your dreams and your goals to the side for everybody else. And that was one of those things that got pushed to the side. Um, And sorry. Is that your furry BFF? Yeah. (laughs) And all of a sudden, out of the blue. (laughs) Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, What was the question? I said, what oh, did you do how did Honduras? I end up abroad? Yeah. So I had always wanted to live abroad. And so in all of my questioning and reevaluating my situation in life, um, I had come to, I'd come to the conclusion that the life I wanted to live, I really couldn't live in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I would go abroad at some point. Okay. Um, I was, the original plan was to wait until my youngest graduated from high school. And then a series of things kind of came up, like my lease was up, my car was paid off. And I was like, "Mm, maybe I should go now. And so I started looking for a job and found one and ended up moving to Honduras. Wow. So tell us about your experience there. How did it differ from here especially kind of just packing up and moving um it's not like you had you don't have family in honduras right oh no i did not know anybody and i knew virtually nothing about honduras it is not like when you try and do your research um it's not a place that many people move to So there aren't the blogs, there aren't the YouTube channels providing information. Okay. So how did you like your experience there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, I will just say that the internet strength is not great here. Oh, okay. So (laughs) there may be a little bit of a delay. Okay. Um, yeah, just so 
but how was it once you got there fitting in taking everything to account how did that to get everything in how did it go um it went really well um i worked at a very very small international school and the ladies who i ended up meeting through work were very cool people so I think because of the nature of the school being so small and the number of foreigners in town being so few, very much developed a community. Uh, my daughter, she really enjoyed her time there. She made friends very quickly. Um, oh, nice. And so she had all kind of fun and adventures and that sort of thing. So no, it was, it was a good experience. And other than, really the only stumbling point was I didn't understand that every country did not have mail service oh. or use addresses. So my grand plan of, oh, if I can't get what I need, I'll just order it off of Amazon. Oh. That didn't work. <laughs> oh, does, I mean, did Amazon even deliver near you or did you, could you not um, get any delivery no. whatsoever? Okay. Well, there is no there is no mail system like in my Spanish class where we were learning the the words for the different professions and my teacher took out the one for mailman because she was like we don't have that here and I was like what do you mean you don't have that they don't they don't have a mail system it it simply does not exist oh oh that's that's an interesting concept I never thought <laughs> that that was a thing i mean maybe not the way we do it but not at all not a version of it is pretty yeah the the closest thing they have is you can um you can take stuff to the bus station uh -huh. and if there's a bus going to the city that you want to send a letter the letter can go on the bus and then you need to have somebody pick up the letter at the bus station at the city on the other end Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes you have to be very creative and um, think a lot about sending letters and whether you're going to send them at all and how that all operates. Um, okay, so tell us, tell us more just about you. Uh, what made you want to be a part of The Other Side of 40? Um, I have kind of had this theory going since I turned 40 um, that there is something that magical something magical that happens when women turn 40 because ever since I turned 40 and I'm talking to these other women it's just it seems that everybody kind of comes to this this realization to this point of you know like this is who I am, this is the life I want, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. And so when I, um, I'm trying to even, I can't remember how I came across it, but I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I resonate with this. Yeah. So in your discussions with your friends and colleagues, what have been kind of the major life changes? For you, it was travel, um, did you notice what else your friends did differently or changed? Um, there were quite a few divorces. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of travel um, in the 
circles I move in now, quite a few people moved abroad, but really it was, you know, people, women going after things they had always wanted to do, like learning to fly a plane, uh, starting a business, quitting a job, just all these, these, these goals and these dreams that I think they had put on, on hold for a variety of reasons. Right. I mean, I, that's definitely why I started it. I had my own at 40 and the more women I talk to, the more it seems to be common that at some point that just life isn't acceptable the way it is. And there's a lot of changes that could be made. Sometimes it's just learning a new skill. Sometimes it's, you know, changing relationship status, whether finally pulling the trigger and getting married or getting a divorce or deciding to have a child, you know, it's all something that just, I got to do it and I want to do it now. So um, in your travels, tell us a little bit more. You said you're an international coach and um, you help people with their finances. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, for a long, very long time, um, I was a teacher. And so that was the easiest way for me to move abroad. Um, and I have since, since I moved to Honduras, I've, I've lived in Kuwait and Mexico, and I currently live in China, uh, about to retire. And, um, something that has kind of always been there is this, um, I don't know, what's the right word for it? I've always kind of been one to share knowledge. I have things that I figure out. I, I joke sometimes that it's like my superpower that I learn things the hard way so other people don't have to. <laughs> so I find out like, oh, oh, this is how you do this thing. And I share that. And um, one of the things that comes up so many times is I come across women who are like, well, well, I want to travel, I want to live abroad, but I don't know if I can afford it or that sort of thing. Um, and then of the women that I talk to who do live abroad, like they maybe don't know how to secure themselves financially for that time when they're no longer working. And because I've kind of always sort of, dabbled in that, I went ahead to pursue a certification so that I could help primarily Black women um, get themselves together financially so that whatever that dream is, if it's travel, if it's living abroad, if it's, you know, quitting this job you hate or whatever, that they could be in a financial situation that they could do those things. So where, where would one start? Let's say I wanted to, you know, just pick up and move I'm in the same situation as you. My car is paid off. My lease is up. I'm ready to go. What is the first thing that I should be considering prior to making the leap? Um, do you plan to work? Because that is going to impact where you can live legally. Um, because are you going to want to work in the country that you are living in or can you do some work online? So that's probably where I would start. There are a lot of 
places where you can live much cheaper than you can in the United States. So if you've got money saved up or you have kind of like a, a side hustle that you do online, that might be all you need. So that, that would be where I would start. And then the next thing is to think about visas. Um, you know, some people want to be nomads. They kind of want to try this country, try that country. And so that takes one approach as opposed to people who are like, no, this country is where I want to live. I want to make that home. I want to start a life there. Well, then you need a long-term visa. And so then we got to figure out which one do you qualify for? Well, how many different visas are there? Do you have a lot of knowledge about the visa process? Well, I have some um, because I've navigated it as someone who moved to another country with a job offer as well as someone who moved to another country without one and had to navigate that process on their own. Um, it's going to vary with every country, but there are student visas. This is one that's really overlooked because most countries do not have an age limit on student visas. So okay. a country where you probably that might be restrictive in giving residency, you might be able to come in on a student visa, you know, higher education costs are generally significantly cheaper outside of the United States. Um, so that's an option I think that gets overlooked a lot. There is residency, which is sort of like the equivalent of an American green card. Okay. Um, there is temporary, permanent, kind of self-explanatory, but then there are retirement visas. But again, a lot of countries don't have age limits on that. What they want are people who are going to come into the country and put money into the economy and not need employment. So there are countries, like I'm thinking about Mexico right off the top of my head, where you can come in and be retired, but you can still work online. You can still have a business online, but they will let you have residency in their country and you can still earn money elsewhere. Um, there are, of course, spousal visas. Several European countries have girlfriend or boyfriend visas oh, where you can sponsor somebody's uh, residency and you don't even have to be married. You I mean, I think that's girlfriend and boyfriend. I think that's smart um, because if you're moving someone across country that maybe you'd like to live with them for a little bit before you commit <laughs> to it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there are also no, but then there are also um, countries who have investment visas where they are looking for people to put in a sizable chunk of money heck there are countries where you can basically straight up buy citizenship wow. you invest enough money they'll give you citizenship or you buy property did i lose you no i'm here can you not hear me okay okay, okay. just checking it it's on my end then no, I can hear you. The screen froze. Um, okay. So, yeah, there are investment visas. Um, there are not like Spain has a non-lucrative visa, which is basically like if, if 
if you have an internet business or you're a digital nomad or something like that, that's a way to get residency in Spain. Basically, again, they don't want you to compete with Spaniards for jobs because their economy is not very strong. Right. Wages are not high. Uh, unemployment is high. So if you can support yourself in a way that doesn't put you in direct competition with a local, you can get uh, a visa there. Um, there are some countries that have visas for um, entrepreneurs, people who are looking to start businesses who will hire a few locals. That's another way to get in. The business doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a large corporation. So there are actually a lot of options. It just depends on the country you have in mind. Well, that's pretty interesting. So what made you choose the countries that you chose? Um, Kuwait stands out because typically people think of that as a war zone or a previous war zone. So what made you go somewhere like Kuwait? I went to Kuwait because I had a job offer. Um, I would hazard and say nobody moves to Kuwait for fun because uh, <laughs> uh, there's just not that much to do there. Okay. There just isn't. Um, and on top of that, you can't even drink. Um, so no, I moved there because I had a job offer. That is also why I moved to China. Um, mm -hmm. China is not a country top on my list, but uh, an opportunity presented itself. I was supposed to be here for four months. I was like, okay, I can do that. And then that four months has turned into a year and a half. Um, Mexico, I chose because after living in Honduras, it was very clear to me what, what I wanted out of a city. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I made that move, I had sort of like my, my checklist of like, the city has to have mass transit. They need a large enough international airport that I can travel easily. There's got to be stuff to do, you know, like that sort of thing. Okay. Um, it is very possible that, you know, when it's not the middle of the apocalypse and borders reopen, that I will probably spend a big chunk of time in like Georgia, Republic of Georgia and Eastern Europe. Okay. Um, they have a, a tourist visa for 365 days. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious about that part of the world. It's inexpensive, good wine, good food. Um, and they don't appear to have much issue with black people. Like they're like, okay, yeah, you're black. No big deal. Right. So, Wow. And are you, are you having any race issues in China? Or have any other places, have you had any race issues? Um, I don't know if, well, I was going to say, I don't know if I would call my issues in China race issues, but they are directly related to race, so I might as well call them what they are. Um, I had, I'd visited China twice before moving here, and I had even done uh, a school that I used to to work at in the States had an exchange program with a school in Southern China. And so I'd spent kind of an extended chunk of time here and didn't really have any issues. Um, 
but when I moved to this city, that's when I started to experience, you know, the stuff that you always hear people talking about, the staring, the taking of pictures, that kind of thing. Mm. And then um, it has in, in, in the wake of the pandemic, it has gotten really bad. Um, That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the script has been flipped here. Really, uh, foreigners are bringing the disease to the, the country. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I sure. That's how that <laughs> <Yeah>. works. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, in a country that controls 100% the media and the message that gets out, and no one else can say anything otherwise, then you you learn to believe it. You don't realize that there are multiple points of view and multiple news outlet, unless you're watching like BBC America or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess it, it, it's, it's nothing like the stuff that made the news like in the last month down in the South. Um, it's just that I can't, it, it's impacting my quality of life. I can't live the kind of life I want with this kind of scrutiny and um, othering. Um, so, you know, I mean, I knew this place was not for me long term. This is just underscoring that. Gotcha. So have you found a job in uh, Georgia or that region of the world? No. Um, and I don't know that I plan to, if I can help it, have a quote unquote job. Um, I kind of had this realization that being on someone else's schedule uh, was interfering with my travel. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure most of us agree with that. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work uh, because I would like to be able to come and go as I please and not have to worry about somebody else's schedule. So um, I don't know if we're going to use the word retired, um, but definitely I will be focusing more on like financial coaching and that sort of thing um, versus a typical nine to five job. Okay. Do you have a already established financial coaching business or are you developing it now that you're tra transitioning work? I am developing it, developing it now. Okay. Um, it's kind of been that thing that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, I've done it informally. And now that I have made this decision to pivot, I'm like, okay, We'll go ahead and we'll we'll pursue that. And tell us a little bit about your background in finance. Is it a, just a pers personal experience, or you are educated in the field? It it is primarily from personal experience. Um, <laughs> I I've kind of my 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 childhood had some some issues in it. And basically I grew up without a safety net. So mm -hmm. I can remember being like 13 years old and, and concerned about like uh, income and bills and savings rates and that kind of stuff at 13. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always been an interest 
sometimes more so out of necessity than just because of a love of the topic. Um, and then as I've gotten older, like I said, I, it's been one of those things like, you know, I learned some stuff and I share it. And then in this last year, I went ahead and got some formal education. I am hoping that once I am um, out of here, I can go ahead and sit for my certification exam. Oh, nice. Okay. And you are you taking that online right now? Um, yes, but I would... Um, just because of the the janky internet here in this country, I would rather do my testing in a place where it's more stable. But yeah, it's I've been able to do the program online. Oh, nice. All right. And so you're going to continue to travel. And so I'm getting the, the feeling that money has never really been an issue because your employment plus living in places with lower cost of living, you've been able to manage financially better, even maybe better than you would here. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I think so. I think the, the big difference for, for me, because it's not that I'm like, rich oh gosh no it is uh like you said lower cost of living and i left the united states i did not have any consumer debt because there are a lot of people who go abroad and still have credit card bills they're trying to pay or student loans that they are you know trying to decide am i paying these off am i just going to walk away from that sort of thing so i didn't have that but um you know, I've always been a saver. Uh, later in life, I got into investing. So um, I've had the cushion to give me the freedom of when something isn't serving me, I could walk away and be like, okay, this, this isn't for me. I'm going to go do something else. And okay. then definitely being, I couldn't have that kind of freedom in the United States. No. Oh, wow. Okay. So you said you got into investing. Uh, I know a lot of ladies are thinking about investing. Where would you suggest they start? What would be your tip? What, what did you do to really start investing to make additional income? Um, keep it simple. I am a fan of simplicity. Um, I know there are people who will tell you that you can make all of this money by investing in individual stocks. Um, unless you have a lot of time and a lot of interest in doing lots of research, don't go that route. My suggestion is find an index that you like, a total stock market index or a uh, total foreign market index. And when I say index, basically it is a fund that copies, like we've all heard of the Dow Jones Mm -hmm. That is an index, okay, uh, the, that follows certain stocks. Well, you can buy something that behaves like a stock that tries to mirror that. So it's okay. sort of like I buy this one thing, I get lots of diversity, and very, very simple. So that would be my suggestion. If you wanted to get into it, I'd buy an index fund, probably a total stock market index fund. Okay. All right. Do you have any other tips that you'd like to leave the audience or anything else that you want to 
say? Other tips. Hmm. Uh, I would say don't let what you think society says you're supposed to do. Don't let that get in the way of the thing that you really want to do. There, no. there are no rules. If, and my other thing would be to listen to your intuition. Mm. I think women have been conditioned for far too long to dismiss our intuition. And, and there are so many times in life when I think that voice speaks to us and we dismiss it when that voice is really, truly what we should be doing. Mm. Oh, I have to agree with that. And I think we often dismiss it for being too, too emotional because it will get in our feelings because it is inside of us to make the decision. And instead of making the decision, we want to come off calm and uh, not rocking the boat. And what we're doing is just ignoring what we really think should happen. So totally yep. agree. So, well, this has been a nice interview. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the month that you have to spend there. You said 17 days, 17 to 28. Oh, 30, 30 days, assuming, assuming I can get a flight out that in the last week that has become doubtful, which is kind of like breaking my heart, but I am hopeful that, um, I will be able to get a flight out. Can you fly to another country and then at all, or is no, are flights landed at period? My, there are there are flights um, when the Chinese government closed the borders at the end of March. They restricted airlines to one flight per week from one Chinese city to one country. So any airline that is flying can only fly to one country once a week. The problem I have is there are no foreign airlines currently flying, which wouldn't be a big deal except I have my dog with me and she mm. generally goes in the cabin. Chinese airlines do not allow dogs in cabin. So, so they have to go under. Um, there are under flights. The yeah, so underneath. they have to go underneath. Yeah. And um, that is not the right choice for this animal. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, until there are foreign airlines flying, basically, I'm stuck here. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. But you are you still employed while you're stuck there? I am uh, uh, for another 30 days. Mm -hmm. I am. And, it, and, you know, if it came to it, although this is not what I want to do, I could find a job because my residence visa is good for another year um, because the borders are closed and if you were outside of the border and you had a residence visa you can't come back in so there are lots of schools who have teachers outside or they hired new people who are outside that can't get in oh. so technically the fact that I am here, if I wanted another job, should work in my favor quite a bit I just don't want another job. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. It's it's retirement yeah. time. It's trans yeah. It's not, it's not retirement so. time. It's re transition time. It's time to start that next chapter. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, And I look forward to spending more time being able to talk to you more often. Uh, So join us in the Facebook group. We have our Facebook group to communicate. um, Other Side of 40 official Facebook group online. And where we can have real conversations about real things. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Other Side of 40. You can find us at our site, theothersideof40.com, and on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Other Side 40.